Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. Well, it's 2024, so Happy New Year, everyone! You know, I actually kind of wish that I had my noisemaker for New Year's or something. I had my Christmas bells, I guess, but uh, that's not as exciting. We need something special for New Year's, um, some special sound. Ooh, ooh, how about this? Happy New Year! Yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, Happy New Year, everybody. It's the time of year when many people pause and reflect on the past. Where was I last year, two years ago? And they reflect on the present. Look where we are today. Look how far we've come in the past year or two. And people often reflect on the future. Where do I want to be a year from now? This is the time of year when other people renew their gym memberships that they haven't used since February or March of last year. It's the time of year when other people decide that this is the year they're going to successfully go on that diet they've been working for in the past few years. Oh, side note. I do have a suggestion as to how to be successful on your diet. First of all, don't start January 1st. I mean, then you got a whole year to work through. No, don't start January 1st. Just hold off on that diet until about 11.45 p.m. on December 31st. That way you've only got 15 minutes. Or if you're really ambitious, you could start at 11.30 p.m. Then you've only got 30 minutes max to be successful in your diet. Yeah, okay, maybe that's pushing it a little. (laughs) Anyway, this is the time of year that a lot of people make their New Year's resolutions. And it's also a good time to think about hope. Sometimes it seems that hope is in short supply these days. I know it can be easy to get discouraged when you look at what's going on around you and lose hope. And let me, what's going on not only around you, but what's going on personally. Maybe you've lost hope in the political situation or maybe the moral direction of the country. You're thinking big like that, but it could be something small. You're just discouraged because of your health or just life in general, especially after the holidays. It can get very discouraging. You might be discouraged because of your family or friend. Regardless, whatever it is, we're all desperate for the same thing. We're all desperate for hope. And that hope that things will get better, or at the very least, maybe the hope that things will stay the same and not get worse. We don't want things to get worse. Hope is often what drives us to greatness, and it can also, lack of it can completely destroy us. You can go and have a conversation with somebody, like you can talk to just somebody you don't even know, complete stranger, and it doesn't take very long before you realize that they're either a hopeful person or they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're an optimist. You know, the glass is always half full, or maybe they're a pessimist. The glass is half empty. I always say the glass is refillable. I mean, hey, come on. You might as well just keep pouring it in, right? But what drives these people, you know, when you're talking to somebody that you've never talked to before, what drives them, or just do they have no drive at all? You can always find those things out just in a very short amount of time. You can tell whether or not somebody has hope. And, you know, here at Revitalizing You, we want you to be the people who are inspirational and push through 
in times when no one else thinks you can. And the only way you can do that is to be placing your hope in something or someone. I suggest that you think about your relationship with God and placing your hope in him. You can place your hope in many things, good things. But I find that even having hope in good things can often still let me down and I can become discouraged that way. And I find that when my hope is in God, I don't seem to get let down as quickly, for sure. And I'm not as discouraged. But what does all this have to do with New Year's resolutions? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, many people around this time of year make some pretty lofty and ambitious goals for the coming year. So, for example, somebody might say, I'm going to work out three times every week this year. Or maybe I'm going to cut back on my sugar intake. Or I'm going to give up whatever addiction they're dealing with, smoking or sugar or whatever it is. I'm going to give up that addiction. Or I'm going to read an entire book every week this year. And the list can just go on and on and on of all the lofty and incredible goals, things that you think, wow, I would never be able to do that. The problem comes that while they are full of hope and optimism and ambition come January 1st, when it gets to February, March, they've failed so many times already and it just becomes hard and it's very easy to become discouraged and lost all hope of being successful in their resolution. Do you ever feel that way? I know I have. I've tried that. I've tried making New Year's resolutions like that and yeah, by February, March, it's just, it gets hard and I just lose interest sometimes. So how do we maintain some hope, especially when things get tough? Well, I was just reading here recently in the Bible, in the book of Joshua, and it's interesting. I was thinking through like what was happening here and kind of applying that to the New Year's resolutions and hope and all that. And basically what's happened up to this point is that the children of Israel have left Egypt. They've wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. And they're just getting ready to cross into the promised land. And the very first obstacle that they come to is the Jordan River at flood stage. Now, I can't imagine trying to cross a river without a bridge when it's not at flood stage. I would just, I would not want to do that. That's just too much work. It's messy. It's wet. I don't want to do that. But I can't imagine doing that at flood stage. And that's just me. I can't imagine trying to do that with millions of people trying to cross all at once. I remember being on a canoe trip one time and we somebody had gotten stuck. We were in a part of the river that hadn't been cleaned out very good. There was a tree that had fallen across the river. Somebody's canoe had gotten stuck in there and, and my partner and I had pulled over to try and help them out. And just trying to cross that river and it was only four and a half, maybe five feet deep. Just trying to walk across that was very difficult just with the current, not only you know, now down at the bottom, but even at the top, it's very difficult to walk across. And I can't imagine a river that's deeper than that even. So I'm just thinking through like, how are millions of people going to cross a river? Even if it's only five feet deep, that's, that's just, that's a lot, almost impossible. I don't know how that would work. And I'm sure that the river was probably wider and deeper than all of that. Regardless, Joshua 4 uh, chronicles about how they crossed the river. And as they're preparing to cross the river, God tells Joshua in verses one through three, now when all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from each tribe and command them saying, 
Take up for yourselves twelve stones from out of the middle of the Jordan and place them where your priests' feet are standing firm and carry them over with you and lay them down at the lodging place where you will lodge tonight. See, what had happened was the people were trying to go across and they saw it as an impossibility. They couldn't do it. And God said, no, here's the plan. I want the priests to take the Ark of the Covenant and start to cross the river, walk out into the water. And when they did that, the waters parted and the people were able to cross on dry ground. And that's not the first time that's happened. They had that, that kind of thing had happened back so, you know, years before when they had crossed the Red Sea, when they were coming out of Egypt. And here it is. God is giving them a way across. God is giving them a way through. And what he's telling them is, I want you to take some rocks, not just little pebbles, but big rocks. Think boulders. Take it from the river and take them with you. Load them up, carry them with you to where you're going to stay tonight. Now, why, why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. Why would you want to do something like that? If you skip down then to verse 20, it says, Those 12 stones which they had taken for, from the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal, and he said to the sons of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed, that all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. See, crossing the Jordan River was a relatively small thing compared to what was coming, what they were going to have to deal with when they actually went into the Promised Land. I mean, we're talking battles and wars and all that kind of thing. So just crossing the Jordan River, it seems like a big thing at the time, but in the larger scheme of the whole thing, it really wasn't that big a deal. It was a small thing. And this relatively small thing, God wanted his people to remember how they had gotten across. He didn't want them to forget that. That's why he had asked them to take these rocks across, build a a monument, build a memorial. Why? Because remembering how God had gotten them through the small thing would give them hope when facing a much more difficult situation, the situations that were to come. And I think there's a lesson here when it comes to our New Year's resolutions. Rather than planning for something that requires the entire year to complete, just instead focus on completing something a week or a month. In a sense, aim smaller, which seems backwards to a lot of people, but aim smaller. Many people have a difficult time committing to something long-term, but oftentimes I've found that if they know that it's going to be something for only six weeks or eight weeks or something like that, well, it's a whole lot easier to commit to it because it's not for very long. Eh, it's six weeks, not a big deal. Eight weeks, not a big deal. And it, sometimes it's easier to be successful committing to something like, say, going to the gym twice a week for a month. I mean, when you think through it that way, I'm, I'm only going to commit to going to the gym twice a week for a month. That's only eight times. I mean, how hard can that be? And after those eight, you get through that month, those eight times, then you can reevaluate how it's going, how well it's working. Do you need to change it up? Maybe, maybe going twice a week is too much. I just need to go once a week. Okay, that's fine. Because you're going a month at a time. Maybe you find that twice a week is good, but I've got more time. I, I could go three times a week. Well, that's great. And it's also easier to feel less discouraged if you miss a day because, well, it's 
It's only a month. I'll get it next week. It's no big deal. And more importantly, you celebrate your successes. When you celebrate them, it gives you something to remember. It gives you something to think back to. You know, you think, I was successful this week. Now, I don't suggest eating a bowl of ice cream if you're working on a diet, even though that sounds really yummy right now. But maybe find something else that you can do to celebrate your success. If you have to, celebrate your successes daily, depending on what it could be. And eventually, it could be weekly. And celebrating the small successes gives you hope to push through the next week, the next day, or however long, especially when the going gets tough. And it will. Those things happen. That's just life. It's going to get tough. So you might as well celebrate your successes in small chunks so that when it does get tough, you can think back to how you got through. It gives you hope when you don't succeed. I didn't get it this week, but I did last week, so I know that I can do it next week. I know I have had success in the past, and even though I failed right now, I will have success in the future because I know that I can do it. That's hope. That gives people hope. And that's what we're talking about. And I know that I'm speaking to people who want to be the best they can be, and you want to learn, and you want to be encouraged. So I'll ask you the question. What is it this year that you can do to produce hope, to have hope, to commit to it? And it doesn't have to be for the whole year, but just for a designated amount of time. And you choose that. It could be a day, a month, a week, whatever. Celebrate your successes. Build yourself hope, thinking back to the ways that you have succeeded. And having hope discourages discouragement. I know that sounds a little weird, but I'll say it again. When you celebrate your successes, it builds hope. And having hope discourages discouragement. Anyway, I really appreciate each and every one of you that's been listening today and for the entire length that we've been doing this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I pray that you are filled with hope this year. We here at Revitalizing You would love to hear from you about what plans you have for this year or goals that you'd like to accomplish. Maybe there's, there's something about sharing with them with other people that just makes them real and kind of puts that stamp of commitment on it. We've talked a little bit about that kind of thing in the past, but we would be happy to hear from you and you could tell us how long you want to commit to something even. Is it just for a week or a month? And at the end of that month, you know, you can always go on and and reevaluate and commit to the next month. And then after that month, commit to the next month. Hey, you know, February's well, it's a shorter month than normal. I mean, it's, 29 days as compared to 30 or 31, but still, even February is a shorter month. So going from January into February, if you don't get through January, well, hey, go to February because it's a little bit shorter. Anyway, you can make those plans. We'd love to hear from them. Be a big plan, big goal, a small one, whatever. You can connect with us through the podcast email, or you can connect with us through the Revitalizing You Facebook page. We wish you a blessed and happy new year, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Reinspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. 
If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.